0: do a little bit of uh, fact-checking for us this morning, because there's just so much tradition that has been um, syncretized uh, into Christianity, especially with regards to the birth of Jesus. Uh, I think think listening listening friends you are really going to enjoy this segment of our teaching this morning with Ray Haines. Yeah, even even if you go to Israel today and say, where did this happen? You know, they'll take you to three or four places. And, you know, the one thing that's great about Israel is, you know, you just got to get close. You know, you, even if you're not in the right neighborhood, it's just somewhere around here, this happened, I know it happened. And so you you get less, um, I guess, hung up on that very specific place it happened, because there's different traditions within different churches, too. And a lot of that has to do with the birth of Jesus. And uh, so... Uh, as a result, I could take you to probably four places in Israel where they say he was born. So, they're just doing their best, trying to figure it out. I have where I believe it is, which is uh, on up on the Mount of uh, Olives... But I've been to all the other locations as well and different compelling things about them as well. So, most Christians, at least the very thing we know is that he wasn't born on December 25th. That's never been uh, traditional history. That date was established by the Roman Catholic Church around 360 AD when they held a special mass to honor Christ. It was nothing bad about what they did. uh, While the pagan world celebrated Saturnalia, a feast honoring the birth of their sun god. So, as the church grew in power in the Roman deities faded away became more of the church they kept the day and eventually became known as what it was the, the day they held this mass for Christ or Christmas, Christ's mass so mass has two meanings for the Catholics way back originally it meant the victim of a sacrifice, it was a death they're having a mass Eventually, though, it meant to be sent on a mission to go. So in one sense, you really can't celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas without also focusing on his death. So absolutely nothing wrong with uh, picking any day of the year you want to celebrate his birth, including December 25th. But there's quite a few questions that come up because with the Roman Catholic Church back in the day, you know, the Romans obviously were the ones who crucified Jesus. and, And so even though it became... Of uh, the Romans uh, with uh, Constantine and around three hundreds came to Jesus quite possibly, and he certainly made it the state religion. Nonetheless, because they were also very anti-Jewish, they they unfortunately pushed away the ones who actually knew many of the details. The church, the early church especially, was Jewish, and, and that's until the Gentiles came to be saved. So the more further they pushed them away. Oftentimes, it led to some confusion, and some of that was translation, and again, for for most of us, we hail from the European area, so our concepts are more European. So, one in particular is the inn. There's another verse that just definitely causes confusion, and it's purely translation. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. So, that particular word translated as inn is cantalima. It simply means guest chamber, not an inn like we think of, an inn like uh, a hotel. A katalima would have been a guest room in the family home in Bethlehem. that Mary and Joseph would stay in whenever they visited. And remember, you come three times a year for the feast, that's mandatory, like every other Jew. So, they would come, they would spend the night. Both Joseph and Mary were direct descendants of King David whose lineage and property went back to Boaz, who married Ruth. Boaz owned a home with a threshing floor in Bethlehem, which, by right of inheritance, was handed down to the succeeding generations. Joseph was of David's lineage through his son Solomon. Mary was of David's lineage through his son Nathan, the brother of Solomon. These guys, so you understand, Mary and Joseph are from a royal line, so that alone changes the concept of the story. Now, the other, I think, to some degree, is just bad translation. Is there any good reason a pregnant Jewish woman couldn't stay in their family home during a high feast day? Because, remember, they were come, coming as a response, and we know uh, he was born on Rosh Hashanah, a very high feast day. And you also have the 10 days of awe and Yom Kippur, so it is a very important time when he was born. Well, according to the Torah, when a woman had an issue of blood for any reason, like pregnancy, she was ritually unclean for that time and for seven days after. Here's what it says. Anything she lies on during her period will be unclean. Anything she sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches anything she sits on will be unclean. They must wash their clothes, bathe with water, and they'll be unclean still till evening. A woman who becomes pregnant and gives birth to a son will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. So just the fact that she was to come into the home, and their that ancestral home that they would have, she'd make everybody unclean for Rosh Hashanah and the days leading up to Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. So, either way, she was going to have to have gone somewhere else and to stay separately so as not to defile the people in the household by her presence and definitely by her birth in the house. So, no room actually means something very different. The Jews are very family oriented, always have been, and they all live together. So, that story translated the way we've done it through all these years would be offensive. Anywhere, to any culture, but would her family, who loved her, send her to give birth in a filthy stable of animals? That part of the story has never made sense and is definitely worthy of questioning, but it just simply doesn't go with the reality of the story. Um, prophecies about the Messiah tell us he would be revealed from Mignol Adar. So we don't know the exact circumstances. So there's just much more to the story. But the the this Western take on it has uh, no room at the end, and that is just a lot of bad translation. Any speculation on theories where she that, was born, or, or or why they they sent her away? Well, she would have obviously been unclean, but she would not have made it. She was uh, if she was where she was. They arrived at Migdal Adar and gave birth right then. And she's not far from where okay. they because their ancestral home, uh, uh, Bethlehem Ephrata, and thereby Rachel. I have not been to that place. I, I was reading someone we know in Israel that it's... It's one of those contested spots, so it's not especially safe. But it's not that far away, so it would have been a reasonable place where they would have stopped. So it doesn't have to be a lot of logic why she was born there at the manger. They may have not, you know, intended to go there, and maybe God led them and distract, or that it just happened right there. And where can I get the uh, DVD and the CD of all the teaching (laughs) today? I, I feel like, you know, it just makes sense that not... Everybody is able to listen to every segment of what you've done today. Of course, all of the notes and all the pictures for the Gospel of Stars is going to be on our blog. You can find that at Radio, And as soon as I, sometime later this afternoon, we'll put all of this up on the podcast as well, well on neat. the app and on the radio.